Hello everyone, I hope you are keeping well. Welcome to another episode of the Middle Age Gaming Podcast, the number one show where we talk about games, gaming philosophy, predictions, and pretty much everything under the sun. Your hosts are Adam, Korean, Antoine, and Phil. Pretty much wherever it can be there for the show, because as you know, Middle Age gamers are busy. We have family, commitments, work, and so many other things. Enough said, let's get on with the show. Hello, middle-aged gamers. Sorry, I was talking to Adam, so I completely missed out my intro, but that's all right. Again, Korean is not with us this week, but he will come back next week, so you can expect some more, much more professional intro. But for now, we'll ad-lib, as usual, uh, if you will, with Adam and me, it's always end up like this anyway. So let's try to keep the structure as usual. First, clean up. Subscribe on uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and all. Okay, you ring the bell, you share, you follow. Fantastic, thank you very much. Next, today, we'll talk, we'll do actually a general talk about the news we had this week. And hopefully it will be very interesting. At least it made us laugh a little bit before the show. But before that, as usual, we'll talk about the games that we played this week. For me, it's very not very surprising, I would say, because it's still Tales of Arise and you'll be very tired of hearing me talk about this. So I'm going to let Adam start first. Adam, what did you play or what are you planning to play? So Creed and I on Friday, did, oh no, sorry, Saturday, our Saturday should be, no, Saturday morning in, in the state side, Canada side. But we played some Sniper Elite 5 and we're going to stream that again on Saturday. And other than that, it was Apex and I started on... Dot hack GU Last Recode, which is a compilation of the three dot hack GU games for the PS2. So this is a remaster. It's you can still tell it's very much a PS2 game. They didn't up the polygon count or anything like that. They just basically gave it a few new ah shoot, what do you call them? Textures. It just gave them a few new textures. So it looks a little nicer there. They updated some of the cutscenes, which are very strangely dispersed throughout it because what you'll do is you'll have a conversation and you'll just have the two characters sitting there. And because it's a PS2 game, like the faces aren't even animated. So you have two people talking and the mouths don't even move, which is weird because they definitely had PS2 games where at least like the texture would have a flapping mouth, but they don't do that. But it'll do that for a while and then it'll go to a cutscene for about two seconds where it's just like somebody like leaning in and pushing their glasses up or something like that. And it's really weird in their, in their use of it because it's just kind of like, why don't you just do that all the time? Why do you spend, or, or why did you choose those two seconds to do it? So it's kind of weird, but I'm not very far and you can definitely tell that it's a PS2 game. If you going back and playing this game after playing things like Ghost of Tsushima or Horizon Forbidden West, or any modern game and going back and playing this and it's just mash X and then you can hold down R and you have four options and you can use your abilities every so often. You can definitely tell how much games have evolved and become more complex and more realistic in the way that they move and stuff like that. So it's very interesting to go back to it. I'm mostly playing it for the story. So I'm enjoying it so far, but I took a break from that as well to finally catch up in Final Fantasy XIV because I haven't played that in a while. They have the newest patch. The new patch is coming out 6.2, I think, next month or so. They haven't done their live letter yet, but they're going to do their live letter soon. So I figured, you know what, I might as well just catch up with that. And so I'm catching up with Final Fantasy XIV right now. So I put .hackgu to the side and catching up with the XIV. All right, so now I have a lot, big list of questions. First of all, 
Guys, Phil made a video apparently very nice on how to make lots of money in Final Fantasy XIV Endgame. So, just drop on our YouTube and you will see. Apparently, it's very interesting. I left Final Fantasy XIV behind me three years ago, so <laughs> I wouldn't even restart at this stage. For that, actually, do you play the original PS2 game or are you just decided to redo the whole Master Collection Exists. Yeah, no, I didn't actually play it because there was an original trilogy for Dot Hack. I don't remember what they called it, but there was an original trilogy and then there was GU. Dot Hacks. So Dot Hack started with Dot Hack Sign, which was a TV show. It was a cartoon. And Dot Hack Sign, after that, they went into the original Dot Hack trilogy. They had a, a few other, like I think OV, so like Luminality and whatnot. And then they had Dot Hack Roots which was the direct sequel to Dot .hack sign and Dot .hack gu is following the same characters as Dot .hack roots. I have a student in a comment right now who's saying he's taking a quiz at school. So why are you watching a video? Thank you for being here, but you should really focus on your studies. Go back and study. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for being here. So yeah, so I had uh the so I had never played the original trilogy, but I had watched the two shows and so I wanted to get into it and they they haven't released the original trilogy as a remaster yet, so that's why I'm playing GU, even though it's technically the second in the series, the second trilogy. Okay. And enjoying yourself, despite the fact that it really hurt the eyes? Yeah, no, I am enjoying myself. It is 4K, so it's not like you have little jagged lines like you used to have on the you know the old games. It's smooth polygons, but the there's just low polygon counts. You can tell that the guy's shoulder is one polygon, and then his arm is one polygon, and then this arm is another polygon. And, so it's it's just a low polygon count, but but I'm still having fun, and and it does start off slow. It's it's good enough. Like I said, I'm playing it for the story. If you were playing it for the gameplay, I think you'd have a hard time getting into it nowadays because we've been spoiled by so much better stuff. But but I am getting, but I am enjoying it so far. Yeah, and I'm starting to get the mechanics a little bit better, so I'm starting to enjoy the combat a little bit more. Because it starting off, I was just like, what do we what do you call them? execution or whatever the final. The final kill, great. Okay, so I was doing that, but but it's interesting because the way the game is done is it's an RPG, you have your traditional JRPG, but in Dot Hack, it's the original. What do you call it? Sword Art Online. So what happens is you have people, and there's this bug in this MMO, and the bug makes it that it separates your consciousness it, or it'll tie your consciousness to the character which means your consciousness leaves your real body so your real body's in a coma and, and and this happens to a few people where they go into comas after playing the game but their characters are still active in the game and because the game is and so you're playing from the perspective of the mmo you never see what's going on in the real world but in the game you can back out to your computer's main menu that's where you save from you can go into forums and read forums you can check the news on the news app and everything and so it's interesting that the game is it's a it's a jrpg but it's designed to emulate and and so when you want to get your party members together or something like that if you want to do a quest you have to go in and you go into your friends list and it'll list which party members are online and which ones are busy or which ones are available. And you can and you have to invite the ones that are available and then they'll come and join your party. And so Yes, I think you mentioned this in one yeah. of the previous podcasts and I already saw that it sounds a lot like cross code, which again, fantastic game and the play it, it's really good. 
Okay, so that's very interesting. The final line of questioning for the Sniper Elite 5. I understand that you did live with Korean. Did yes. you play the game solo too, or are you just playing multiplayer? I'm, I'm mostly playing with Korean. I played a little bit of solo myself last week or maybe the week before, but right now I'm just playing with Korean and I'm playing other stuff. Although what will happen is Korean and I will play a mission and Korean needs to get to bed early, so usually we don't get to finish a whole mission by the time he needs to go. So then and there, I'll just finish off the mission on my own. So Fair but, enough, okay. Yeah. And if you have the choice, do you like it better solo or multiplayer? That's a good question. Probably multiplayer. I can't think of too many games that I would prefer solo. But yeah, I probably like it multiplayer more. It's definitely safer. Is, is Korean a good partner? Oh, he's very good. He's definitely, if I miss a guy, he'll pick him off. And there's definitely been a couple times where I've been... And then at the last second, I'm like, oh, no. And then, blam, the guy gets shot in the side of the head. So he saved my butt a few times. He's gotten into trouble a few times, too, where maybe he thinks he's going to get into a good position. And somebody else walks up behind him. And then we're separated. And it's difficult for one of us to get to the other. But, uh, but yeah, no, he's definitely a very good partner for Sniper Elite. As a reminder, I think Korean is playing on PC. And you are playing on console. Yes, yes I am. So so Adam is a real hero. He's playing a sniping game with a pad. Getting used That's to it. Thanks for getting used experience. to, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I still put my mouse in this case. In this case, but yeah. fair enough. No, you can hook up a mouse and keyboard to a console if you wish for this game. So you can definitely do that, which I was kind of surprised you can't do that for Apex. Because I was like, oh, I'll try this on Apex, see how well it works. And nope, can't do it on Apex. So, But you can do it with Sniper and Lee, so. Yeah, some games are meant to be played with mouse and keyboards, and mine, Tales of Rise, is meant to be played with a pad, which is why I invested in a pad like two months ago just to play Tales of Rise. And I can tell you the experience is much better. And thanks to this, I think I'm going to restart a few games which I gave up just because it was unplayable with mouse and keyboard. I'm thinking of Witcher 3. It's not yeah. unplayable on mouse and keyboard. It's not good. I don't like it at all. And because of this, I never passed the introduction, the tutorial. Oh, we got a comment. Oh, no, we had a comment that says Apex got renewed today. The comment oh, okay. from, yeah, in the comments, yeah. From the person who's supposed to study right now? From the person who's supposed to be taking a quiz right now, yeah. <laughs> that means he or she already aced the, the quiz and is already confident he can. He's pretty smart. Really. He probably did fairly well, yeah. Congrats. Just <laughs> re-go through your answers just one last time. Right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I've definitely heard that was one of the complaints I heard with Witcher 3 was that Witcher 1 and 2 were built with PC in mind and then ported over to the console. But Witcher 3 was built with console in mind and then ported over to PC. And I've heard people say that the controls on PC suffer because of it. There's this is Mountain Blade as well that I really suffered playing uh, keyboard and mouse also. I really like the pitch. So I think that this pad is really opening a whole new world of possibilities for me. That's gonna not going to help my backlog. But anyway, <laughs> just to, to finish our which I have spoke about for the past months now, today I can finally say that I've done the New Game Plus and I'm a fan of it. I am a big fan of when you finish the game, they give you the option of restarting just before the last boss saying, hey, you know what? We added quests past the end of the game. So you can continue your experience to, to don't want to do a new game plus to get your level. I finished my uh, my first session at level 60. You have an achievement for level 100, and that's a lot of grinding because climbing the, the levels are slow. The fact that they say plan some post content for it is nice. I haven't played it because I wanted to do the new game plus first. And I mentioned the fact that artifacts 
that you find or you collect uh, by achieving some things in the game make your new game plus much easier the more artifacts you have i think there's 20 or uh, 20 uh, in all but you get all the artifacts that you can carry up your levels your items your weapons your money you can get twice as more ore when you mine you can get twice as more combat points uh, special points for ability anyway it makes your life much easier and i love this system because i feel rewarded compared to a berseria where when i just finish the game i see the new game plus where it was done and i'm like i am not playing this game again no sir so this is fantastic right now i know i can just finish the game again do the post quest uh, the post game last quest and do the arena because the arena has stuff which you need to be at least level 80 to to beat and if you really want to finish the game, and I think I want to platinum the game, you need to go to level 100. There's still some uh, some levels to grind, but again, they really hit it on the nail here. So fantastic work on this, and I really hope that the next Tales of will follow this system, because this system is great. Just two things. Level-wise, they added two levels. Very easy mode. If you just want to do it story mode, that's one of the powers, one of the aspects. An unknown mode, which I think is chaos or very hard. And there's a bit of a downgrade compared to Versailles is that if you play on very hard, you only play for the challenge, for the fun of it. Because there's, sorry, there's a little multiplier there to get experience points faster, but very little. It's mm. not rewarding at all because unknown one of the last boss can one-shot you, even at level 100, even with the best armors and weapon and all. It's really tough and you need to master this combat system and especially the perfect dodge. And that's the thing that I mentioned before. And if for the next game you can put a cancel button when you start your skill, if you can cancel it midway to dodge instead of just finishing your move and be sure that you're going to eat the boss move in your face, that'd be great. So that's the point. And due to this, I was at 17, I will put it at a 17.5 out of 20. Best tale ever for me. I'll put it just in front of Berseria. And number three, I'm not sure, because Xilia was great, but it was unfinished for me. Uh, Grace's F story was, but the combat system was great. I'll put Sinfonia, number one. I know if I play Train, I'm going to cry tears of blood. It's just, it's really because... It leaves, it's just nostalgia. I'll put it in the industry just because of nostalgia, because I know that right now I will say, ah, the combat system is outdated and it's ugly and everything. Still, I really like it. So at this time, that's my that's my podium. And no, I don't put the Vesperia in it because I tried it not too long ago and I was a bit bored, actually. Midway, I got bored and I'm like, yeah. It's supposed to be the best tale the fan. I got bored. I found it just, yeah, you play one tail, you play them all. It's exactly this point. So I didn't find the cast especially attractive. Controls, like gameplay a bit outdated, of course. Vesper is an old game now, so maybe that add a lot. So that's it for me. And I'm not sure what I'm going to talk to you in terms of games next week, because I'm definitely still going to keep trying to finish and the platinum uh, arise. But I can't keep talking about this game forever and ever so we'll see likely i'm just gonna let uh, Crean talk about his game because he has been missing two weeks he must have lots to talk about at least i hope 
And now that we are finished with this, we can attack the main dish, I would say, of this podcast, which yep. is the news. Yes. So in a complete disorder and with absolutely nothing prepared at all, we have a little <laughs> list of news, especially stuff coming up after the Game Fest that happened, was it last weekend? Yeah, Summer, Summer I believe it was last weekend. Two weeks ago. Yeah. No, I yeah. think it was last weekend. So, so with the X Xbox Live, Summer Game Fest, PC Game Show, and Sony Play something. State of Play. And apparently there's State a, of play. There's a yeah. leak saying, because Sony did the, they didn't do a State of Play. They did something else. I don't remember what it was called. But apparently there's a leak saying that there's going to be another State of Play soon. So Sweet. Yeah. And so starting from there, Adam, what's your first news? <laughs> All right. Well, my first news is going to be the Diablo Immortal. So Diablo Immortal in their first two weeks made $24 million. And that's a lot for a free game. So now it is officially their second highest moneymaker. I'm assuming the highest is World of Warcraft. Although I don't know, it might be Hearthstone. So I don't know which one makes them the most money. But apparently Diablo is now officially their second, or Diablo Immortal is officially their second highest moneymaker. So... That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, so 24 million in two weeks. I think they had 10 million downloads or something like that. So I guess that's what, $2.40 per player on average. But seeing as, what was it, Asmongold, the World of Warcraft streamer, and he did the math on how much money you would have to spend in order to get some of these things, and that yeah you have to spend thousands of dollars just to get a lot of the end game stuff there was a i saw an article with a stream they mentioned a streamer i think he spent i think it was ten thousand one hundred and ten dollars something like that something close to i think it was ten thousand dollars before he got his first end game gym so yeah the thing is they've been pretty opaque about how this is all done so normally if you look at some games i think genshin impact does this where it'll tell you the odds of rolling certain things. So they'll post up somewhere where it says, okay, these are your chances of rolling this and this. And Diablo Immortal has not listed the, the what do we call them? Table, so the rates. Reward table or rates. Yeah, yeah. So it had the drop rates. So Diablo Immortal has not listed the drop rates. So we have no idea what the likelihood of getting these things are. So I think what they're doing is basically they're just doing, having a bunch of people out there and keeping track of how many times they've bought something and then keeping track of what they've gotten and making this unofficial table for drop rates. And yeah, it's an insane amount of money if you want to play at in-game with in-game stuff. Yeah, I'm actually curious because at this time, the Diablo Immortal is on mobile only. And after talking to Phil, I believe it will come on PC on the 26th or something. I'm not sure the date. Uh, I think something is because he was saying that he's playing a bit of FF right now waiting for Diablo Immortal on PC and then he will come, he will come on it. So I'm curious to see if he's going to spend a lot of time and money on this one, like he did in Part of the Ring, but that will be interesting. So I don't know if he's going to, uh, it's very likely he's going to stream, at least going to do some videos on, I think he's likely going to stream. So if you want to see what the games look like, but you don't want to spend a lot of money on this. Just uh, watch like a few uh, streams and very likely like tips and tricks videos. It's going to help. Yeah. The guy is good. Yeah. I've also seen though that this is interesting that apparently there's, I don't remember which two countries they are, but there's two countries in the EU that have banned the release of Diablo Immortal because they have passed laws that against gotcha 
So you can't have gotcha because it's considered gambling. And yeah, it's actually gambling. Huh? Yeah, so there's two countries in the EU that apparently have banned. Yeah, I don't know what the future of this game is going to be if more countries start adopting these gotcha laws saying this is gambling, this is illegal, you're taking advantage of people. So we'll see how that goes. But that's not the only trouble it's caused. It's also caused trouble with in China because obviously in China, Diablo Immortal was made for the Chinese market. But what happened was, and it was made by NetEase, but what happened was it didn't get released in China. And not because of the gotcha mechanics and not because video games are having trouble over there. What happened was... Apparently, the so one of the social one of the social what we call apps accounts one of the social accounts for Diablo released as released something that said when will the bear the bear still hasn't stepped down or something like that. Let me double check. I saved it here. So it released a statement saying yeah, it's not loading now. Hang on. Okay, let's see. It said why does the bear still not step down? So one of the social accounts for Diablo says, why did the bear, why does the bear still not step down? Obviously that was a reference to a certain silly old bear who loves his honey. And yeah, that got it in hot water and it's been postponed in China. So now it can't be released and it's ironic because that was the market that it was designed for. That when it first came out or when it was first announced that whole, like you guys have phone stone fiasco. The whole reason it was brought to mobile and like this was because of the Chinese market. And now it can't even release there. So a bit of irony so, there. So there's a community manager out there who cost a lot of money to please you. Congrats, mate. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was on, it, I don't think it said which social media platform it does. Oh, no, it was on Weibo. So it was on, so it was on the Chinese social media platform. It wasn't even on an English platform. It was on the Chinese platform that somebody said that. Yeah, that got the blizzard into a, a bit of a hot water there. So and <laughs> shut it, your mouth next time. Yeah, and not only has it caused Diablo not to be released, but because it didn't get released, NetEase, the Chinese company that was working <sighs> with it, yep, their stock just fell something like seven point something points on the stock market. So they're losing tons of money over this. So yeah. Yeah, so that was all for Diablo. Next segment, I want that I like cheap and free games. So I want to see, I want to talk about the free games which are going to come out soon or which are already free. First one is Flashback. So during the Summer Game Fest, they announced wrongly Flashback 2, which should be Flashback 3. Anyway, we talked about this last week. But if uh, you never played Flashback because you weren't born yet, because it's still early 90s, it's free on GOG. So you can play it to have a little flavor of the gameplay and the story before number two is released. And I don't have the release game for the second, second opus. So I'd say maybe 2022 late, I'm not sure. Anyway, so that's it. Second one, which is free, but from a limited period, it's uh, Outriders because the World Slayer expansion is going to come out again, I guess, soon. And so Outriders is free to play on Steam at only until Thursday, though, the Canadian US time. So for you guys in Taiwan, I imagine Friday morning? Yeah, that'll be Friday morning. Something like this. Next, we have Final Fantasy XIV, which is doing a 90, at least for me as a returning player, I have a 96 hour of free connection. For new players, I think you said it's a two first expansion, right? For the, for yeah, the, so now they have a, it's not a playable demo, but the, 
when you play when you first play the game, if you're a new player, you can play all the way up through Heavensward for free. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least. Yeah, I don't think they've added Stormblood for free yet. Maybe it is Stormblood for free now. But uh, yeah, you can play all the way up through Heavensward completely free. There are limitations on what you can do. For example, you cannot join... I don't think you can join a guild. You definitely can't start one. I don't think you can personal message people that are not on your friends list. You can only personal message people that are on your friends list. Maybe, yeah, so there's certain limitations. I don't think you can join link shells or anything like that. So there are limitations on you, but you can play the entire story. You can unlock all the classes. You can go everywhere. Yeah, we just, just limit up to Just up to Stormblood, people, it's months of gameplay. I'm it's not kidding. A it's, it's a lot of It's months game. of gameplay in one class. If you decide to do all the class like some people do, Oh god, you have a year of gameplay for free in front of you. So oh, easily. easily, yeah, yeah. So that's a very good offer. You won't get bored with this. I stopped three years ago, but again, because it's too much content for me to catch up and I finished on blood. So you can see how much content it is. Yeah, so if you want to start now, behind. you can it's a kind of game like Eve. It's started so so long ago like when they do hey free connection now i have too much to catch up mate that's just too much but it's a very good offer none, nonetheless so if you are curious about it i definitely advise you to take a look yeah if you're curious about it you can yeah you don't have to worry about a time limitation you can play as long as you want and to finish on the free segment eric was mentioning that he wants to play with us he was playing the game of throne board game online with some friend and he comes for free on Tuesday. Wait, on the Puff 20-something? It's on Epic. And very soon, on 23rd of June, he comes free on Epic. So he was uh, he was thinking maybe he can download it and maybe try to play all of us if we can catch catch the whole middle-aged gaming team, which is absolutely impossible to do. But we can try, at least. So that'd be nice. I never played it, but apparently he said it's pretty fun, so... Why not? A board game digital edition of Game of Thrones. Even if Game of Thrones is past flavor right now. Oh, it's going to come back. It's going to come back with a House of Dragons on Netflix, I think. Yep, and I heard so, they're making a Jon Snow spin-off as well. You know that I really, I won't say despise because that's too much, but I don't like the fact that George Martin, for me, the books are fantastic because they are massive books and you have way more story and details in the books that you will ever see on the show he had two more books to do he won't release them just because of the show ah, no. the story went on the show so why should i write them <laughs> no i had already for read five five of your books i want to see the end and like a bit like the berserk syndrome berserk which restarted by the way it's the author which doesn't finish the story i hate that i like the story i want to read the end ah well for berserk we will uh, we won't blame the guy he, he died not his fault really it but took him a long even, time to get even though he... yeah but he actually planned for his death for some people to restart after so really this guy was an angel thank you mate yeah that's it on the free games or cheap games uh, statement 
Alan, do you have anything else for us? I got a few things, actually. So there was a report recently that came out saying that playing video games can actually make kids smarter. So if you want your child to perform better in school, let them play games. It's not quite that simple, but it makes sense. You're, if you play sports, you're going to be stronger. You exercise your body. And if you play games, you're exercising your mind. You're puzzle solving. You're uh, working on reaction time. So yeah, it makes logical sense to me that if you play games that you'd be more intelligent or not necessarily more intelligent, but it's exercising your brain. It's the same as a Sudoku or anything like that. It's just a brain puzzle. Games aren't all that games aren't all bad. But obviously, you should still limit how much time that your child is playing in games because obviously, like sport, if you do too much, then there can obviously be pro problems, injuries in sports and in games, your body's going to suffer because you're not getting that exercise in. But uh, yeah, don't stress out too much about your kid getting a few minutes of Sonic in every day or an hour or two a week. Not too bad. Yeah, it's logical. Like tactical games is very much like chess. Exactly. Like my, like my kid, he did well on his exam not too long ago. So I asked him which game he wanted on Switch. And he said, I want the Mario versus Rabbits. You know that it's a tactical game. Yeah, but it looks very fun. Hey, I'm all for it. If you can beat it, it's like a chess or stuff like this. You really have to think your next move through. So... It's very good. And no, games don't make you more violent for it. That's just a silly cliche. With the exception of rage quitting, but yeah. <laughs> yes, but that's more... It's yeah, a temporary thing. It's in the if, moment, yeah. If you have a bit of a temper, play <laughs> cooling game. That's right. <laughs> Relax. Uh, also in the news, Horizon, for Horizon Forbidden West and Zero Dawn is getting a TV show which normally would make me very worried, but it looks like they're actually doing this in a smart way. So unlike Halo, which had, they just, well, let's create a new continuity, let's create a new universe. And of course, that's gonna make some people angry because they're gonna feel like they're alienated because their favorite characters are not going to be experiencing the same things. Some of the stories getting twisted around and whatnot. This one is going to be very different because this story is going to take place, I think a little bit before the Pharaoh Plague. So this is actually going to take place about a thousand years in the past. So none of the characters from the show or from the game are going to be in it. And because of that, I think it gives them a lot more freedom to play with the lore and that sort of things without stepping on the toes of what's already been established. So I think that's going to be really interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they go with it. But uh, yeah, so it's I think one of the things that I saw was when they announced the year it's supposed to take place, it's something like six years before the Pharaoh Plague. So I'm sure that they have the, what are so they called, the chariot the 20, line out. Hmm? In the 2050s. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm worried because the lore of all the period 2040, 2060 is actually very well established. You it know, is, but the, not the personal yeah. stories of people. We know Elizabeth Sobek and Ted Farrow. Yep. And if you don't know about these guys come to our YouTube or podcast and listen to our instant lore stories voiced by Adam Gray. Fantastic. And Antoine, if you want in French. <laughs> yeah, in French, but yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. But yeah, it's going to be great. So wait, we have Castlevania on Netflix. Yep. We have Halo on Paramount, mm -hmm. which is basically Prime Video. We have uh, Horizon. We soon to have Last of Us. That's a lot all of a sudden. There's also Dragon's Dogma, and there's on Netflix has Dragon's Dogma, and I think Netflix is getting a Dragon Age Origins cartoon. They already soon. have, I think, a cartoon of Dragon Age. Mm. I know they have Dragon's Dogma. 
Oh, Dragon's Dogma, sorry, sorry, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, games uh, are doing a big comeback on VOD, and apparently it is working, so... Apparently Fantastic. the cartoons have been fairly successful, but I think part of the reason is because, again, with, the, like, Dragon's Dogma, it doesn't follow the game. It, it follows the lore of the world, but it's a completely yes. different story. And that's the only reason I have a little bit of hope for this one is because it's not following the game. It's, it's going with a completely different story in the same universe. So, and, and I think, and from what I've read online, that's what a lot of Halo fans wanted with the Halo show. They're like, we don't want a show about Master Chief. You're going to butcher it. Make a show about the ODST or make a show about some of the Marines or something like that in the universe. If you do that, you have a lot of room to play with. You can do all these weird things that you want to do and you're not stepping on anybody's toes. So that's the only reason it gives me a little bit of hope for this one. But we'll see. Yeah, who knows? It, it could end up being horrible. Hey, yeah. But oh. we'll see. For Horizon, I just hope they have a lot of budget because maybe not 10 years, but 20 years before the Pharaoh Plague, it was like lots of environmental crisis, like massive things, like like a massive flood, which took out all of New Zealand, for instance, or half of England, or this really massive stuff. And they need to have a lot of CGI there. So I hope they have budget. Usually Netflix shows are not well known for having lots of budget. So we'll see how it goes. But I really yeah. hope that say, they plan it well, because that could be very fun. That said, I'm sure the budget's going to be much lower than what it would have been if they had followed the games, just because you can fudge it with some of the costume design and stuff like that. And the environments, you don't have yeah. to build from scratch. You can, if, you're having, if you're inside a building, you can build a set and be okay. So I think that's part of the reason yeah. they went with it, is they're like, it'll be cheaper if we make it in this time. It, it will be cheaper, but it's still... Oh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. Lots of robots. It's, there's a lot of robotics at this time. Everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, unmanned, so drones and everything. It's just going to be fun. I'm going to watch it anyway. And Yeah, I'll check it out. And the release plan for forever after sure. 2023, at least, I guess. Yeah, Where I don't they remember what the, when they plan on releasing it. I don't remember. Did they start shooting? Do we know? They no, they haven't started shooting yet, I don't think. Oh, yeah. So at least a year at least. So. Yeah. Okay. It's better that they take that time. Yep. And then the only other news I have is the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary was up a little while ago. And they released that the new game coming out is going to be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the second. And they announced that it is officially going to be a trilogy. So we know exactly how many games are going to be in the remake trilogy. So it is a trilogy, in fact. So yeah, it's a remake's first one, Rebirth's the third one. We don't have the title for the third one yet. But also, this. so Rebirth is coming out next winter. But this winter, we are getting Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, which is a remaster. They're calling it a remaster of... Crisis Core, but if you look at the comparisons between what we're getting for this one and the original PSP game, this is an amazing remaster. It looks like they just completely built it again from the ground up. So it does look like a remake, but they're calling it a remaster, so I'm guessing that they're not going to change too much of the story there. So. Was uh, Crisis Core the one with Vincent and Yuffie as main characters? No, that was Dirge of Cerberus. Crisis Core oh, follows Cerberus. Zack. Oh, okay, fair enough. The Crisis Core follows Zach. Now, I don't know if we're ever going to get a Dirge of Cerberus remake. I would be interested. I'd love it. I missed I'd that one. I always wanted to play that one, and I missed it. And it hasn't been re-released in forever, and it's an old PS2 game. So if they re-release that one, I would definitely love to pick it up. But I never but, yeah. played Crisis Core, so... I never played I Crisis Core you. either. It was only available on yeah. PSP, and apparently there was some sort of issue with... I think it was the music in the game? There was some sort of issue where they couldn't release the game digitally. 
because of some sort of copyright thing. So because of that, the game was only ever released on the UMDs for the PSP, which means the game could only ever be played on PSP. It couldn't even be emulated. So there was no way to play this game for the longest time unless you had the original PSP. And like even the Vita couldn't play it. And now we're getting a remaster. So I am looking very forward to that. And that is coming out this winter. So, yeah. With a chance of being delayed to 2023, but... There's a what chance, it? but given that it's a remaster and not a complete redo, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if this one is released on time. Rebirth getting delayed, that wouldn't surprise me. But I think Reunion will release on time just because, like I said, it's basically just a glow up. It, they didn't really change any of the story or didn't change any of the mechanics or anything like that. So, All right. Do you remember if the mechanics were RPG like 7 or more like action-based like remake? So I've never played it, but from what I've heard, it's turn-based like Final Fantasy 7, but there's some sort of slot machine mechanic in it. I'm not quite sure. Gotcha. No, not gotcha. Takes it. No, it's like more like Kate Sith's, Kate or sorry, Ketchy uh, is how you pronounce it. Kate, oh, Ketchy. More, yeah, I know, I know a lot of Americans I know call it Kate Sith, because that looks like that's how it's spelled, but Ketchy's Limit Break. So they took the worst limit break of the game and make it another game. Yeah, basically. yeah. So I think every occasionally they'll have this kind of slot machine mechanic, and that's how you get your summons, and that's how you get certain things. So I'm not quite sure how it works. Um, oh, yeah. I, I've heard a lot. I've, uh, from what I've heard, it's been hit or miss, where some people are like, yeah, it's fun. And some people are like, oh my God, this is complete garbage. But nobody says it's great. Oh. It's either okay and fine, or it's a problem. So uh, I hope that we'll say the rework this a little bit because if it's all completely random luck. No, it's, it's not completely random. <laughs> I think it's just random for certain things you can do. You can get your, that's how you get summons and maybe certain limit breaks or something like that. So it's not the only mechanic, it's just a mechanic. But I think it plays closer to one of us, he's seven in terms of battles. I think it's turn-based. Right. Okay. And I believe this was our last uh, news of tonight. Yeah, that was so, the last piece of news. Exactly. So just we just want to remind that Phil is finally back among us and start releasing some new videos. So go on our YouTube channel to check it out. And if you like it, thumbs up, share, and listen to our fantastic podcast, <laughs> of course. Please do. And uh, yeah, share it as much as you can if you like it. And if you don't, please comment and tell us what you want us to talk about. So next week, we are getting Korean back, which means we are finally going to talk about Kickstarters, which were supposed to be like last week. In any case, we are getting Korean back. Maybe Eric, if his wife let him come out on the show. But it's not his fault. His kids are really small. And that's it for it tonight. So thanks for listening to us. And we wish you a fantastic evening or morning if you're in Taiwan. Thank you. And Lovely day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all we have time for, folks. Please don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, and share on social media. We are trying to build the best possible community out there. We want to create a home for people just like you. You can find Middle Age Gaming on YouTube, Twitter, Discord, gmail and instagram thanks for listening and don't forget to tune in to adam and phil's stream to have a chat with them see you later